The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Before we get started with today's episode of Bench with Bubba, I know it's a baseball podcast, but let's talk about NFL DFS and let's talk about the Quant Edge are you tired of getting crushed by the pros, DFS players, and sports bettors? Listen up. TheQuantEdge.com has the tools you need to play like a pro. With our lineup optimizer, injury tool, wide receiver, cornerback matchups, and head-to-head tools, you'll be armed with everything you need to win. Make up to 150 lineups in seconds. See matchups to exploit and compare players to help you make the right decisions with, that you're on the fence with about and go to TheQuantEdge.com to do so. You'll get exclusive access to our industry experts, articles, podcasts, and the Edge community by participating in the premium membership chat we at bench with bubba have a special deal for you our loyal listeners using promo code bench b-e-n-c-h-e-d you get 10 percent off the season-long subscription but you have to act fast as this deal ends august 31st that's friday night august 31st use promo code bench b-e-n-c-h-e-d get 10 percent off a season-long subscription and go to the quantedge.com and sign up today now to Bench with Bubba, episode 117 with Eric Cross of Fantrack Sports, talking all things fantasy baseball, waiver wire, September call-ups, and even a little Arizona Fall League. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bench with Bubba, episode 117. Going to talk some fantasy baseball with a previous guest of ours, really knowledgeable guy. Just got a little promotion at a place he's working at. We'll let him talk to you about that. You can find him on Twitter at Eric Cross4, Eric Cross of Fan Track Sports. How are we doing, man? Doing well. How are you doing? Not too bad. Anytime I can sit and talk baseball with someone like you, I am always in a good mood. Always. <laughs> I always love talking. Always love talking baseball. Yeah, always works well. Before we get into it, real quick, let everybody know about a little uh, change that happened in your day to day life. Yeah, um, so I, I've been with Fantrax since uh, about spring training time last season, 
Um, it's been working hard the last couple of years and, uh, they awarded me with, um, you know, I've become the, the lead baseball writer and prospect analyst for uh, fan tracks now. So, um, a little more involved in, you know, all the happenings around the baseball content on the site and helping out with editing and all that type of stuff. So, so it's a really fun time on a, a, got a lot of good stuff upcoming for the, for the fan track site. So really excited to kind of help, uh, grow the fan tracks brand even more. Well, congratulations, man. You've earned it Thank for you. people, for people that have followed Eric. I got to know him kind of before the season started. He was on one of the preseason shows with us and this guy's tweeting stuff all the time. He's writing stuff all the time. He is, he has, you have at least one or two articles a day. It seems like, like you have <laughs> stuff all the time. You work your rear end off. You earned it. So congratulations. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, let's talk about some players, you know, this time of year, a lot of guys get called up to get kind of guys get new chances due to injuries or whatever. And um, people still fighting in their stretch runs. They might need some help in different areas. And there's there's 30 or 40 guys you could probably talk about. We're going to hit on a few tonight. And some of them are prospects. And why not talk to Mr. Prospects himself for fan <laughs> tracks? Um, Luis Urias. This is a guy that just blew the cover off the ball in the fall league last year. People loved him. Tearing it up in the minors. What's your outlook on your on Urias, at least for the rest of this season, if you want to give a slight dynasty impact? Yeah, you know, you're right. He is um, he's one of the best pure hitters in the minor leagues, in my opinion. He, he has super quick wrist, gets a lot of bat speed, makes a ton of contact. He's putting the ball in play all the time. Um, he's, he's a guy, he's, he's got a hit for average. You know, he's, he's already got, you know, three hits since first eight of bats. Uh, he's, this is a guy he's going to hit for average, uh, you know, right this year and, you know, down the road. Um 300 plus. He, I can even see him winning a batting title or two. You know, that hit tool is that good with this guy. Outside of that, um, not a lot to like. Um, power, you know, you, you look, you can't go off just his stat line in the minor leagues. You, you look at all his, his power and speed, you don't get too excited. But, you know, his, his swing, while it's geared more for line drives right now, uh, he, he's stronger than he, he lets on. And um, with some added loft, you could, I can see him growing into. Around 15 home runs a year, maybe capping out at 20. Uh, speed, he's not very, he's not really quick and doesn't read pitchers well. He's only got like a 48% success rate stealing bases in the minors. But um, so if you're looking for a, a kind of category juice, probably not going to give it to you this year or much down the road. But um, for a comparison, you know, I like liking him to like a DJ Lemaheu. I can never say that name right. <laughs> and or like, you know, a Dustin Madroya minus the speed that an early mm-hmm. career Dustin, not. Pedroia now uh, <laughs> in this broken down mid thirties yeah. years, but uh, yeah, 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 like, like an early you know Pedroia of six seven years ago when he's just cranking out you know three ten three twenty averages with a little bit of a little bit of pop there. So, um, but yeah, certainly you know he's a guy that can help you out because you know with the average at least, um, just you know he's at a position that you know usually can need a little boost in the middle infield. So, uh, good uh, good pickup for us this season and in dynasty. Yeah, definitely, and and you know, it, you can tell the Padres want to use them because it's Thursday night when we're recording, and they were already batting up second tonight. So yep. they're they're not going to mess around. He is in the lineup. He's up for a reason, which I appreciate. Absolutely. I appreciate because you see it all the time. You know, we're waiting on prospects to get the call, and then they play once every like five days. You're like, what are you doing? Like, hello, Colorado Rockies. Yeah, I was I was, I was literally just <laughs> and I think I think you and I uh, back in the preseason, I think we talked uh, Ryan McMahon. Most good amount. So yeah, that was yeah that was a. Uh, very frustrating, and then St. Louis with their crowded outfield and yep. Tyler O'Neill's. Yeah, I definitely appreciate when you can get a prospect some regular at bats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very, very nice. Let's talk about another prospect. We've been waiting for him. The guy is electric, and he shut down the Tigers his last time out, which you know, to some might say, 
who doesn't shut down the Tigers, but hey, <laughs> it happens. Uh, Michael Kopech is what we think he's going to be. He's been there so far. It's going to be chaotic. He's young, but the stuff is there. What's kind of your outlook, again, similar to your eyes, rest of the season, a little bit of dynasty here? Yeah, I, I love Michael Kopech. You know, seeing him, you know, as early, you know, back when he was with the in the Sox system for the, the trade. And don't get me wrong, as a Sox fan, I would make that trade to get Chris Sale 10 times out of 10. But um, it, Kopech is a, as an arm that I hated to see go. Uh, like I say, he's electric. He hits triple digits with ease um, as a wipeout breaking ball. Um, the changeup's not quite there. Uh, it comes and goes, but he's flashed, you know, at least the ability to have an average changeup. Um, and the control, it's all about the control with this guy, as, as many people that have followed Kopech um, know. You know, he had um, last 12 games before the all the AAA All-Star break, you know, which was 55 and a third innings pitched. He had 47 walks, which is a 7.7 walks per nine. Uh, not good, not good. But uh, he worked worked on some mechanical things during the All Star break. He had an you know, extra five, six days off, and then his seven starts after the All Star break before he got called up to the White Sox. He only had four walks and none in his last three starts. So, uh, definitely, I don't. I think these are the two extremes you'll see with him. I think he's you know a little bit right in the middle there, probably a three to four walks per nine guy. But um, this guy, he's gonna, he's gonna give you elite strikeouts regardless you know he's that type of guy with that fastball and slider combination you know he's he's a good strikeouts just with those two pitches right there so um but so the development of his changeup and keeping his control in check will be the keys here to whether he becomes you know the ace that we all think he's going to be and i think he can be or more of like just a you know um middle rotation guy that gives you a lot of strikeouts yeah, and you kind of answered my question there because, A, yeah, we all saw the control issues early in the season, and we were wondering, well, if you can't fine-tune that, they can't bring him up. Like, that's going to be a problem. So, yep. obviously, it's good that that figured out. And my thing always was is he has those two dominant pitches, like you mentioned, and, A, he's working on a change up. You, you throw that into that arsenal, my goodness. Like, wow. Exactly. And, you're already, and you're already saying he can be the ace of a staff. So that answers my question because I was always thinking, you know, if things don't go right, with that kind of stuff, that is just like lights-out closer stuff. Like, is that ever is yep. that ever on the radar? Do you think, or is it strictly he is going to be our number one? That is the end game. Yeah, that, that's definitely always on the radar, um, especially you know with one of his um, another guy in the White Sox system, Alec Hansen, uh, whose control has been even more of an issue than Kopex was. Um, you, you definitely, like we all know, you, you can't really succeed in the majors with two pitches. You can get by, but if you want to reach potential, you know that a guy like Kopech has, you need at least. That third pitch, and right now he throws a changeup. It's flash potential. It's not quite there, but even if he even if he can just get an average changeup, just an average one. That's not asking too much. Um, just just enough to keep you know hitters honest and off the fastball and, and, the, and the slider there. They'll make those pitches even better than they already are right now, which is both of them are you know slider seventy grade and fastballs eighty grade on the twenty eighty scouting scale. So um, yeah, all he needs is to develop that changeup a little bit more be somewhat consistent with it, and she should develop into the, the top of the rotation arm. All right. Let's talk about uh, another youngster in the New York Mets system, Jeff McNeil. We talked about him a couple of podcasts ago when he got the call, and now, you know, he's getting pretty regular at bats, and he's doing stuff. Like, he's looking good uh, getting those roles. You know, you know, hashtag call it Peter Alonzo, but that's never going to happen. But <laughs> um, Jeff McNeil looks like he's here to stay. Is this a guy that's worth, you know, a roster spot for the rest of the season? Is he a dynasty piece? What's his outlook? 
Absolutely. Uh, I, I do a weekly waiver wire piece over on Fantrax, and uh, I forget how long ago it was, but a few weeks back, within the last month, I, I wrote about him. And then a couple weeks after that, reminded everybody to pick him up because his ownership rate is still pretty low. Um, this guy can just flat out hit. You know, you look, he has a 311 career minor league batting average. And, but this year's, you know, he didn't really get noticed because before this year, he only had nine career home runs in, you know, parts of five seasons. So, um, power wasn't quite there, but he started getting a little more loft in the swing. Um, he hit 19 in 88 games between double A and triple A. And now he's already got, got a couple, um, in the majors. Still not a big power guy, but, um, just, the added power is definitely nice. Um, not a, not a big speedster, but probably can get you, you know, ten to twenty over the course of a season. But like like you mentioned with Peter Alonso, you know, he was he's being overshadowed because of Peter Alonso. And yeah, you can throw Tim Tebow hype in there if you want to, but you know, no one was no one was really you know looking at Jeff McNeil. But you know, I, I saw him early in the season um, when uh, he was still in Double A Binghamton when they came up up here to uh, Portland, Maine, and I liked what I saw. He's he's got a clean swing. I like it. Uh, hits the ball hard. You can use use the use all fields. Um, he's not going to be one of those guys that you know everyone looks at. You know, he's not going to provide a ton of category juice. He's not going to be that super sexy fantasy pick. But he's just a solid hitter. Uh, you got You can you know in, he's available. I think uh, eligible at you know second base and third base in most leagues. Uh, he's been playing a little, a little bit of everywhere's for the Mets. But yeah, definitely a guy um, that can definitely give you. a some value here the rest of the season. Just the fact he's playing every day and he's he's hitting the ball. He's putting the ball in play and he has 11 strikeouts in 35 games. So he's putting the ball in play and uh, good things are happening for him right now. Uh, dynasty wise, uh, like I said, he's not one that you really got to look at the builder. Is one of the building blocks of a dynasty team, but just just one of those solid guys you fill out after you, you know, get your your big guns in place there. But uh, definitely a solid name to keep on your radar. Now, this might be a silly question because they're both young, but if you're building a dynasty team right now, and I think I know where you're going to go, but just going to ask anyways, do you like Luis Urias or Jeff McNeil? Ooh, um, I'm going to, I'm going to lean Urias here. Um, like I said, not a lot of category juice out of either of them, but um, I do think the power is fairly similar and um, Urias has the better hit tool um, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna go there, but they're not they're not too far off to be honest with you. Even though you see Urias, um, exactly. you know, higher up on a lot of prospect lists you see out there, um, and McNeil hasn't really cracked any lists yet. Um, but yeah, closer to than people may think. But yeah, still going with Urias there. Yeah, that's why I wanted to ask. It, it just to me, it, it, I agree with where you're at. Just it's closer. And if people are drafting dynasties, you know, if you don't get Urias, you got a nice backup right there. Absolutely. Uh, Let's talk about one of McNeil's teammates, a 22-year-old, and people forget he's only 22 because it seems like we've been dealing <laughs> with the Med Rosario for a long time. It even took me by surprise the other day when I thought, oh, my gosh, he's just 22. And look at people. He's starting to play consistent baseball because he's getting consistent playing time at a young age. Um, what's your thoughts on the Med Rosario? Is this, like, is this the Med we're supposed to get, or is there even more, or is this a fluke? Definitely not a fluke. Uh, I think this is pretty close uh, to what we're – and we, what we should get with him going forward on a consistent basis. Now, he, he's always been he's always been a good hitter. You know, he's a guy that I, I project kind of in like the two, the high two hundreds, two eighty plus type of hitter. Um, he makes a lot of contact. He can use all fields. Uh, he's got got some good speed. He's probably like a twenty five to thirty steal guy. 
Um, his swing's not geared for power. Uh, never has been. It's more of a line drive, gap to gap hitter. But um, he's, got, he's got he's got he's got some good, a decent raw power enough that he can probably you know give you ten to fifteen home runs uh, with the contact skills he has. And, and he's you know he's been batting leadoff since uh, ever since Brendan Nimmo went down on the DL, and Nimmo was back, and he's still batting leadoff. So that's a good sign right there. Uh, should be a guy that gives you a fair amount of runs um, going forward. You know, even on even on the Mets, you know, you, you you're gonna you know be leadoff full time. You got to get some runs no matter what team you're on. So um, I like him batting leadoff. Uh, I think he has the profile for it. Um, yeah, I, I think I don't think we're gonna see him hit over 300 a lot like he is right now or over the last uh, you know month or so. He's hitting I think like 320 or something like that. But um, de- definitely a, a decent guy. Uh, but I think you know like you know Urias. He was ranked so high, like he was a top ten prospect on almost every you know the, the major sites, MLB, Baseball America, so on and so forth. So, I think you know they, everyone sees that, and they, they're expecting you know guys like you know Carlos Correa, Francisco Lindor, Corey Seager, yep. you know that type of production right away. And we've been spoiled with those types of guys over the last you know two three years. Um, but you know not everybody dominates right away like these guys did. So uh, yeah, it is. I'm I was shocked too. The Rosario is still only 22. It feels like he's been around, you know, either in, with the forever. Mets or as a prospect forever. Yeah, so um, <laughs> yeah, still 22, still room for improvement, and um, definitely a guy that maybe he's not your starter on your dynasty squad, but definitely a guy that's you know right near that you know top 10 to 12 shortstops long term, and a guy you can slot in your middle infield or utility and you know get solid production year in year out. I like it. Now let's talk about some senior citizens out there. We'll start with. Uh, <laughs> One that uh, only homeward like for a week straight, and it was like, out of nowhere he's back. And then he's had a couple down games, but that was expected. Kendris Morales is crushing baseballs. Uh, he's utility only in most leagues he plays, so that's kind of a deterrent for many. At the same time, who couldn't use like eight home runs in seven days? So right. um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of that that sticky position to be in because you wouldn't be shocked if he hits a buck fifty the rest of the year. But at the same time, this is a guy that could hit two fifty, hit you nine, ten more homers. What's your thoughts on Kendris Morales? Are you running to the waiver wire to get him, or is it kind of dependent? What do you see with him? Yeah, I, I did um, run to the waiver wire, and I got him in a few of my leagues here. Uh, he seems to do this every year. Well, yeah. He'll be stagnant for a while, then he just goes on this tear, whether it's a week like this or you know hit like you know, ten or eleven over a month. And um, but you know he's actually you know the, this overall counting stats aren't quite there because mm-hmm. he hasn't played as much as he did the last few years. Um, but he's made minor improvements. Both the walk rate and the strikeout rate have gotten a little better. Um, so he, you know, he's 35, but you know he still got some some juice left in the tank here. And you know Toronto's a good hitters park. Um, treated treated them all last year at 28 home runs last year and 21 so far this year in 110 games. So um, I definitely you know if he's limited to utility, yeah, that's not really the greatest for fantasy purposes. Kind of limits your flexibility with your roster, but. No, definitely a guy with that's this hot. He, he shouldn't be sitting on any waiver wires. Now, even if it's just to ride out the hot streak, you know, sometimes that adds value. You know, he's good on your team for a couple of weeks. He starts stinking on the up again come September. Boom, you can drop him. So, um, you're yeah, definitely a guy I'm looking to add, at least to, at least to ride out this hot streak. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because, yeah, his, his RBIs are way down. His, his, his runs are down a bit. But look at his homers. He had 30 and 28 in the last two years. He's got 21, you know, another – good couple of weeks and he could at least at 25 or so batting average yep. is about where it's been the last two years. So all in all, it's a, it's a thing I like to say a lot of the time is certain players, a lot of good players will find the back of their baseball card by season's end. 
It's just how it works out. Just how they get there can be weird, and this was a weird one. But uh, very, very good uh, ad if you need stuff like that. Absolutely. Let's talk uh, another old guy, Melky Cabrera for the Indians. They, they got him in the middle of the season to a minor league deal. He's up, and he's producing. He's doing what Melky does. He's hitting 281. He's got six homers. He's driven in 28. He's got 22 runs scored in 52 games. Like quietly put together a really decent 52 games. Um, what are you looking at a guy like Melky Cabrera? Yeah, I, I, like I said with Morales, it seems like I feel like Melky goes on one of these tears every year too, where it's like he's been sitting on the waiver wire the whole season. And all of a sudden, he's the hottest ad, and you know thousands of people have run to the waiver wire to get this guy. Um, now he's got to play every day going the rest of the season. You know um, that unfortunate uh, infection to uh, Leonis Martin opened up spots for him and Greg Allen in this outfield. Um, so yeah, he's he's gonna play. You know, he's been playing almost every day. Um, I'm looking at here. He started, you know, the last, you know, the last seven games and 12 out of the last 13. So he's playing every day, batting fifth or sixth for Cleveland. Um, and you know, he's a, he's a solid hitter. You know, he doesn't get a lot of love because he never has that super sexy stat line into the season, but he's one of, he's one of those guys kind of like Morales where you add him for a stretch here, right out the hot streak. And then, and then you can, you can dump him later on. But right now, you know, he's on one of those hot streaks and he can definitely carry this over. Um, like he's got five home runs over the last month, 16 RBIs, 13 runs scored it in 280, um, 316 over the last two weeks here. So um, definitely a guy you know, in, a, in a solid lineup hitting, you know, in a semi-decent batting spot, fifth or sixth. Uh, you can really rack up the RBIs, uh, especially in that, in that Cleveland lineup. So uh, he's definitely a guy I've added him in a couple leagues as well. Uh, he's still vastly under-owned. Uh, you think he's, he's still owned in over about two-thirds of fan tracks leagues, so. Um, definitely a guy I'm looking at here for the rest of the season. You mentioned his teammate, Greg Allen. He's getting a lot of playing time, as you mentioned. Hitting 244, so he's not lighting the world on fire. Limited power. But he has 13 stolen bases, and that, uh, most of that has come in his everyday role now. Um, is Greg Allen a guy that I, I feel like if he needs stolen bases, he should be on your roster? Oh, exactly. You, you hit it on the head. You know, he's he's never been you know a guy that's had a, a great offensive profile, even in the minor leagues. He's never hit for much power. You know, I think he only, um, he only had 18 home runs in the minors, but he's he averaged over 50 steals per every 500 at bats. You know, the speed is what you want with him, and he, he's very uh, he's a smart base runner too. You know, you, you look, you know, he's only uh, I think I had the number right here. Uh, yeah, he has 78 percent success rate in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he can he's super quick. He gets on. He reads pitches well, um, and and he does help. He he's better in OBP leagues. Um, he, he does have a, he has a great batting eye. Uh, he almost has as many blocks in his minor league career as strikeouts. So, uh, 380 career minor league OBP. So, um, he can definitely get on to utilize that speed, um, which is great. But, you know, he's, I think he's been hitting ninth basically the whole time. So, I'm uh, not a guy that's got to get you much of anything else, but everyone needs speed. I need speed. You need speed. My grandmother needs speed. You know, everyone needs speed on their fantasy team. So, um, if, if you're you know, looking to make up a little bit of ground in Roto or something in the speed category, he's definitely a guy to uh, look at. Yeah, let's talk uh, Todd Frazier. You know, he's, he's actually hitting for a better average than he's done in recent years. And his last month or so, he's really crushing it. In the last 28 days, six homers hitting 277. That 277 stands out for a guy like Todd Frazier. And he'll steal you a base here and there. So he, he's playing consistently. He's healthy uh, in a Mets lineup that, 
somehow is being pesky of late. I don't understand how. But um, <laughs> what's your thoughts on the Todd father? Because I think a lot of people might still have held on to him, but he's actually available in quite a few weeks too. He is. You know, I've never been a big Todd Frazier guy. I, I kind of started getting rid of the guys that can't hit for average. Like he hasn't hit over 225 since 2015. Um, like I said, the, the power is there. You know, he's, he's right, right on pace with his previous seasons. You know, with power-wise, he got 16 on the season, 88 um, games. So he's right on pace for about 30. He had 27 last year, uh, you know, but also at 213. You know, if you're in, if you're in an OBP league, I'd be looking at him because you know, he, he can still draw a walk pretty at a decent rate. But um, I just power is so abundant now that, you know, a guy, let's see, this year, 231, you know, doesn't really have as much value, you know, as he, as he might have back in 2013, 2014, when, you know, only a few guys every year were hitting 40. Now everyone's hitting 40. So um, he's not really one, you know, I guess I'd write out, write out the hot streak, but I don't anticipate that going much longer with his contact woes. But um, yeah, he's just a guy, I'd be looking at him in deeper leagues. Um, not really a guy I'm looking at right now in standard leagues. Let's say you need to fill your utility position up. Do you go Kendris Morales or Todd Frazier? Oh, Ken- Kendris Morales, definitely. I, I have more faith in um, Morales' production over the last month continuing than Frazier's just because you know, Morales can actually hit for a respectable average and doesn't strike out a ton. So, Gotcha. Let's talk about a guy that I don't know where the faith scale is. His name is Luke Voigt. And um, we've seen him off and on in the last couple of years at the Cardinals. Um, and now he's at the Yankees, and all of a sudden he bats clean up against lefties, and he just hits bombs when they need him hit. It's ridiculous. In a small sample, he's got a three forty two average with three homers. Uh, what are we thinking with Luke Voigt? Because right now, Greg Bird just can't get it done. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was actually shocked. You know, I felt like Bird was just going to hold on to that first base spot forever, uh, hitting as horrible as he was. So it's nice to see a guy like Voigt get a shot here, especially with the Yankees. You know, they're not really, you know, used to, you know, you don't see the Yankees giving these types of guys a shot. Usually it's either, you know, they go with the established veterans or they're going with the, you know, the hot shot youngsters like, you know, Gleyber Torres and whatnot. So it's nice for a guy to see a guy like Luke Floyd get a shot here. I mean, he's, he's a big, strong guy. He's, you know, he's a Kyle Schwarber size. He's like 6'4", 230. He's a strong guy. Um, really, really plus, plus raw power. Um, you know, you Look at his minor league numbers. The big home run numbers don't show up, but you know he's in Yankee Stadium for half his games. That always helps. Um, that, that power definitely play there. So yeah, as long as he's hitting, now I was a little skeptical. I saw you know, he had like three home runs in two games. Like, oh, that's that's great. You know, nice little little story here. But you know, it's the Yankees. They're gonna go back to somebody else. Throw Neil Walker back over there. Greg Bird, whatever. Um, so uh, you definitely. Um, Definitely a guy I'm looking at. You know, he's playing every day, so that's that. I was skeptical, like I said, I was skeptical about that continuing. But you know, like I said, he is he's batting cleanup. He's playing every day, so uh, definitely a guy. Uh, I'd be looking at him over over a guy like Todd Frazier, uh, and, and potentially even over a guy like Kenneth Morales. You know, he's that he's a really really solid underrated hitter. I like that. That's a very very interesting over Kenneth Morales. So that's the kind of info we're looking for here. Let's talk about another guy that's, you know, had pretty good minor numbers, you know, hitting 20 plus homers a year, hitting 250 plus most times. Now he's got an everyday role with the Royals, Ryan O'Hearn with Lucas Duda out of town. He is do he's not hitting for average, but he's showing some pop and he's playing, like I said, every day, um, similar to the Luke Voigt scale, but maybe not the average wise. What do you have on Ryan O'Hearn? Because literally before about two weeks ago, I had no clue who this guy was. 
Yeah, not many people did. You know, he was never, never a big uh, prospect. Yeah, I follow prospects. I did no clue who this guy was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you ne- never, you never saw him high on any list. You know, I never, I've never had him. You know, anywhere as high on my list in, in years past. Um, you know, even when I was just doing lists for fun before I started writing for fan tracks and whatnot. I never really had him too high up, but you know, it's because you know his hit tool is it's so so. Um, you know, he's a guy that's, you know, right, probably like a 250 type of guy. Um, I said that's much better than Todd Frazier and Joey Gallo, but, you know, he's, he's not a guy that, uh, he's, he's a guy that's going to be prone to some inconsistencies. Um, not a guy you, you know, should look at if you want consistent production over a long period of time, but so he's got some power. You know, Kansas City doesn't have many better options right now. Uh, I think, I think they're on pace for, what, 110 losses or so over there in Kansas City. So he might as well give this guy a shot here, see, see what you got. He's still young, too. He's a guy that feels like he's been around forever. You know, he's came into the league in 2014. Um, but uh, he's got solid power. Uh, most of it's to, you know, pull side. But um, he's probably a guy that if you give him 500, 600 bats, he could probably pop you 30 home runs. And, you know, if you give him a somewhat decent, you know, spot in the batting order, it could surprise you and get you 80, 90 RBIs, even in Kansas City. So um, no sp- no speed at all to, to speak of, so don't really expect anything there. But you know, if you're looking for a little bit of a power surge here, um, i take him over Frazier, uh, not up to Voight or Morales, but uh, he's, he's a guy who has Frazier-like power, but you know a better, a better potential average than Frazier. All right. Uh, last guy I want to bring up here. He's a former New York Yankee. Came over to the Toronto Blue Jays. Billy McKinney. And 13 games hitting 351 with three homers, 10 RBIs, four doubles. He's just getting it done out of nowhere to many uh, because, you know, the Yankees would have him up here and there um, in double A AA and triple A. Never got to the bigs till uh, this year with he had a small, like two games with the Yankees this year. So he's getting it done with the, with the Jays right now. What are you looking at with Billy McKinney? Because if you look at this guy, if you just put him in a lineup, like not a baseball lineup, just in a lineup, you probably wouldn't guess baseball player. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Um, you know, I've never been overly high on McKinney. I always thought the hype overweighed what he actually could do on a baseball field. But, you know, he, he's just he's a solid hitter, you know. Uh, so he's, he falls in that category of probably a better real-life player than fantasy doesn't give you a whole lot of category juice. Does have some decent pop. I put him in like the twenty home run uh, range for pop there. But outside of that, doesn't have much speed. Uh, hit tool, you know, decent hit hit tool. If I put it above fifty grade or fifty five grade, um, probably give you a solid average. You know, he's, he's he's tearing the cover off the ball right now. He has that he has that potential over a short burst of time. But uh, I expect that to stabilize a little bit here. But uh, he's he's always had a fairly decent. Uh, plate approach never strikes out a lot. I uh, could draw a walk here, and not a super high walk rate, but uh, he, he's a guy that's he's just a really, you know, really safe player. Uh, kind of you know, like Nick Markakis back in the day in his ball, early Baltimore days, kind of guy like that with a little, little bit of pop, you know, decent average, fairly safe prospect. So I guess he's not really a prospect anymore, but he's been around forever. <laughs> um, he's been around since 2013. Geez, um, but yeah, he's he's a guy, you know. Like I said he's got a good park to hit in right now, um, like you said with Toronto there. I'm just worried that you know with all the players are trying to slot in there that you know he goes on a little bit of a cold streak. You know gets goes on the one for eighteen skid that he's out of a job again. So uh, I think he's have to hit 
you know, fairly well to you know, keep a role here every day going forward, but he definitely has that, that potential. No, I like it. Uh, there's, everybody keep, go to your waiver wires, get some of these guys, check them out. If you have any other questions, hit myself, Eric up, many others, especially at fan tracks, check out Eric's weekly waiver wire piece. But before we wrap things up, I've got a couple more questions for you. September 1st is two days away and we all know September call up time and we've been drooling over some guys that we're probably not going to see, but uh, there are going to be some guys that do get the call that might impact fantasy teams. Uh, what are some names you're looking for to get the call here in the coming days? Yeah. First off, where, where did the August go? How's it already on September? This is where did the whole season go? <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. I, I love this time of year because it's exciting with, you know, playoff races and, and whatnot, but damn, like, it wasn't yeah. just April. <laughs> wasn't weren't we yeah. just talking like a few weeks back? I swear. Um, so we were still waiting for Ronald Acuna to get called up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm wondering when McMahon's gonna get playing time in Colorado. Um, exactly. Yeah, but in terms of September call-ups here, um, first and foremost, you got two guys uh, that are just tearing the cover off the ball. Um, one will definitely be up. Um, that's Eloy Jimenez. In Chicago, you know, assistant GM of Chicago, I forget his name right now, but hinted, you know, a while about a month ago that both Kopech and Jimenez would get time um, this year in September. You know, Kopech's already up, and you know, Jimenez, you know, it should, if it's not September first, it'll be shortly thereafter. Now he's he's going to be up. This guy is absolutely raking this season. Uh, he's in a little, little bit of a power outage lately. Uh, I don't think he's hit a home run in the last two and a half weeks. But at the same time, he's hitting like 430 over that time frame. Um, and if you've seen this guy, this guy, he hits bombs. This guy is strong. You know, I've likened him to a young Giancarlo Stanton. Or if he wants okay. a young, young call Mike Stanton you know, back in the yeah. day. But okay, uh, real quick, real quick, you can continue. But I call him Michael Stanton from time to time. And there are literally people who have no clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> like none. I, I do too. I, I like his, my buddy is a huge Stanton guy. So yeah, we always joke about that. Um, but yeah, though, this, this guy, he's got 21 home runs and 104 games this year, uh, which is a career high for him, but he's, he's never really played. Uh, he's had some injury problems in the past, but nothing that's, you know, anything, and anything of note, but this guy is one of the rare guys that can hit for a 300 plus average and have the capability of hitting 40 home runs over you know full season. You don't see that too often. And he's got a 312 career minor league average uh, this year between AA Bir- uh, Birmingham and AAA Charlotte. He's hitting 341, and he's gotten better. He's hit 365 so far in 51 games for AAA Charlotte. So um, power, average, no speed, but who cares if you're hitting, hitting like this guy can. So, um, so he's tearing the cover ball off the ball lately. You know, shouldn't be within. He should be up within the next few days. You know, the White Sox outfield isn't not starting anybody of note right now. For the most part, outside of obviously Garcia, so um, he's a guy that's got to get some time here. Um, and then another big name here. You know, he already got a cup of coffee here. And you know, kind of injuries might determine this. It might not be a full time spot for him, but it's a guy that you know, if full time spot opens up again in Houston, you know, Kyle Tucker. You know, nobody has been hotter than Kyle. Tucker, he's like a fourteen hundred OPS over. You know, you, we were talking about how Kenny Morales was on a home run binge. Uh, Tucker is has bettered that. You know, he's he had ten home runs in eight games, um, or something like that. So, and he's he's t- tearing cover off the ball, hitting for power, s- stealing. He's had like six steals over his last ten games. It's like he's a fan, if you look at if you played fantasy AAA, this guy would be the number one player. Just he's a fantasy monster in the making. First go around didn't go so well. 
that happens, but yeah, you know, to Mike Trout, it's okay. Exactly, you know, Mike Trout hit like two eighteen or something his first fifty yep. games um, before he started becoming the best player on the planet. But um, yeah, definitely a guy to keep an eye on there. Um, and then if you want to go, he's not really a prospect anymore, but you know, I keep an eye. I don't go too that into him, but Austin Meadows um, yes. definitely. You know, so there's not really a spot, but in Tampa Bay right now. But then again, you got guys like Carlos Gomez hitting 215 out in right field. So, um, Austin Meadows is another guy to keep an eye on. Can hit for a little bit of power, a little bit of speed, decent average. Um, a couple more guys with quick hitters here. I wish Alonzo was coming up, but probably that's not going to happen. Um, but, uh, Austin Riley could get a call in Atlanta. Um, little strikeout prone there. I think he's about 32, 33% strikeout rate this season. Um, but guys got good power. I can still hit for even when he strikes out a bunch. He's one of those guys that can still hit for, you know, a 270, 280 average. Um, so he might get a call there. I would be surprised if he didn't get a call, actually. Um, looking for a couple of pitchers. Um, the guy that stands out the most here is Justice Sheffield. The Yankees have said that, you know, he's got to get some time. I think Whether, he's pitching on Friday out of the bullpen. They said, yeah. So he's he's, he's going to be a bullpen arm. Um, so, but a, a guy that can give you some strikeouts yep. out of the bullpen and some decent ratios. Uh, very right. underrated guy. They 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 get some a lot of good arms in that Yankee system. But he's he's, he's a guy. He's got you know number two starter upside, not quite ace upside, but just a really solid um, solid pitcher. Um, outside of that, not really. Many other big arms. I think are gonna get maybe you might get De Los Santos, the Philly coming back up. But um, Luzardo was a guy I was really hoping and I thought we was gonna get a call, but uh, there's rumors he might be shut down for the rest of the season. So uh, kind of keep, keep keep an eye on that one. Um, it's still not fully decided yet. Um, but yeah, a lot of you know maybe you know Victor Robles could get a, could get a call um, as as a even if he's just a pinch runner. His speed, he has elite speed, so. He could he could help you just just in speed uh, steals alone, um, but yeah, a lot of good guys still get the call. Fortunately, you know we're not not gonna get Alonzo like we'd hope. We're not getting we're not gonna get Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Like I'm sure everybody would have you know be riots when he comes up. But you know still a lot of good guys coming up. So definitely a lot of guys to keep an eye on. And the Yankees, yes, you mentioned a lot of good ones there, and there's there's gonna be some sneaky ones that come up here and there. But uh, breaking news, as we are recording, I just got an update from the MLB app. As a Giants fan, this is interesting, but I'm good with it. The Yankees just got a September call-up. Andrew McCutcheon is now a New York Yankee. Um, Yeah, for two prospects, those have yet to be named. But McCutcheon to the Yanks, let's just talk for a second. Um, A, that tells me what I thought on my previous baseball edition of Bench with Bubba, that the fact that Aaron Judge can't swing a bat still, I think he's a long ways away. To me, this signals Judge might not be playing much of September. Um, this is kind of sad for the playoff run, but also if he can get healthy for October, at least DH, you got that. All that blabbering there. What's your thoughts on McCutcheon in New York? Because, you know, people love him. He hate him. He's not the guy he once was, but he's not horrible still. No, he's not. He's still a you know, fairly solid hitter. Um, I'm pulling him up right now. He's hit. He's on pace for – he could have an outside shot of the 2020 season. You know, with probably about eighty runs and seventy RBIs, you know, like I say he's not—he's not the MVP caliber player like he was five, six years ago in Pittsburgh. But I—I uh, I, I like this. You know, that's why I gave her putting my phone across the room, charging for an hour here. Um, you know, this—I I like this move. Well, for in fantasy, I don't like it. For, I'm a Red Sox fan. I think this is a good move for the Yankees. Great but uh, but then again, that, that, that does uh, that does signal that 
Judge probably isn't close to showing the bat, so I guess that's silver lining for me. Yeah, obviously, so, rather have Judge than catching. <laughs> exactly, but uh, you know, for you know, for fill-ins, pretty damn good fill-in. You get former MVP and guy that was you know one of the best players in baseball, one of the, one of the best fantasy players. You know, first round fantasy guy for a few years. Um, this, this is this is a good move. Um, and unfortunately, you know, most you know fantasy trade deadlines have already passed, so it's. They don't have this guy. You're not going to get him, but um, definitely well, a guy. Fun, what's, I like. fun about, what's, what's fun about oh, this one is if you're in an AL only, if you're in an AL only league, everybody blew yes. their fab on the recent trades that took place. This could be a fun one to help you in September. Exactly. Yeah, I, I've um, I'm in several different fab leagues this year where um, few of them I got some money left, few of them I don't. So uh, um, only one's an AL only, but uh, yeah, this is definitely could be interesting. You know, depending who has money left in your league that. You could get McCutcheon for a pretty good price. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if you can, do it. Okay, let's try this one. And maybe he's not available, but maybe you're in a league where they have to be in the bigs before you can add them. Do you go all in on McCutcheon or Eli Jimenez? Ooh, um, that's a good question. Um, I think – Because Eli could be a game changer, but at the same time might not play every day. Exactly. You know, and there's no – like I said – I believe he's got to get called up. That's all the indi- what the indications have been, but there's no guarantee, you know. Um, so I'd because oh, Kutch is there tomorrow, probably playing in the outfield, hitting sixth or seventh in that lineup. Exactly, you know he's going to be there every day, pretty much. Exactly. You know, as much as I want to say Eloy Jimenez, because I'm, yeah. I'm very high and I'm in the, the oh. prospect hound in me. I'm with you. I, I'd, I'd go. I'd go safe money. I'd go McCutcheon. Um, like you say, he's going to be there tomorrow. He's going to play every day going forward. Can't guarantee that with Eloy, even though Eloy could come up and, you know, hit 330 and smash 10, 15 bombs the last, you know, 30 games. Um, maybe not that much, but, you know, g- give you a real outperform McCutcheon. But I'd got to go safe and go uh, with McCutcheon here. Yeah, it's going to be wild, though. So big, uh, it's always fun when there's breaking news and the phone, you know, vibrates next to me right. <laughs> sitting here. And, um, exactly. That's a good one. But the uh, last question I have for you, because you are a, a prospect analyst. I'm just a prospect fan. I love watching them. One day, maybe I'll go in more. I, I, I prefer to go to minor league games than professional games. Um, I love that kind of stuff. And I know you do, too, because that's why you cover it. Um, the Arizona Fall League is like Christmas Eve, because now you know what the presents, like the list of presents are. Now you just hope yep. Santa brings them to you. Um, they got re- released today, and last year was probably one of the best years we've ever seen. This year may have topped it, and that's just could be due to us a knowing more about prospects or b that's just how deep baseball is now which is amazing um just kind of when you saw the rosters come out because you might not have dug into them completely yet and you'll do that at a later time just what was your first thoughts when you saw these rosters because to me real quick last year it seemed like like it was like two or three teams were top heavy this year it seems spread out which is amazing talent oh yeah dude i, I this is probably the, the best overall core of prospects that I've seen uh, in a while here. Um, like you look at, you know, get an infield with a couple of Red Sox guys, uh, Chavez and Dahlbeck. And then you got Jamai Jones, Josh Ockamy. Uh, this is for the Mesa Solar Sox. Um, and then you go over, um, trying to find, there, there was one team that had, I feel, I can't remember which one right now, but they had, uh, it was Forrest Whitley. Yeah, that's uh, think, on the Scottsdale, I think. The Scottsdale, yeah. Forrest Whitley. Um, Sixto Sanchez and uh, JB Bukowskis. That's outstanding. Uh, that <laughs> that, is a, that is a nasty, nasty uh, threesome right there. 
Uh, and then you got, you know, Brendan Rogers and you got Brendan Rogers, Jazz Chisholm and Carter Keeboom in the same infield for Salt River. Um, there was one outfield here that had Basabe, uh, Luis Robert and, uh, I think Florial from the Yankees. So that's a damn good starting outfield. I know Taylor Trammell yep. and Shed Long are going from the Reds. It's, it's, Vladdy's going, Bichette's going, and Biggio. Uh, I'm sure then all three of them. Yeah, Biggio. Oh God, this is. Um, awesome. I, I've I've been trying. You know, I'm trying to make this work to work a trip out there, even if even if it's just for like a long weekend, go Friday to Monday. But um, this is this is definitely the best. Um, you know, overall group of prospects I've seen go. Usually, you said usually you get some you know, pretty good prospects going out there, but um, just from top to bottom. This is this is this is must see if you're a prospect guy. Yeah, that's why I tweeted out MLB Network needs to cover more than just the futures game. They need games oh, and, out there. Like literally, exactly. they can make it like the backfields. I don't need anybody announcing. Like just exactly. plug in plug in the PA announcer. It tells me who's coming up the bat. That's all. I just I just want to watch them play. That's all I exactly. Want. <laughs> so, yeah, just watch the game. Absolutely. Like I don't need play by play. I'll be fine. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I hear you. I look forward to it all. Um, Abatel Avino or whatever is one of the prospects coming over to the Giants. Have never heard that name, but he's one of the infield prospects. I guess probably not a high prospect, but higher up on the Yankees list. And there's one more coming over to the Giants. So be on the lookout for more of that info to come. But Eric, always a pleasure. Super knowledgeable. Super fun to talk to you about baseball. Why don't you plug what you got going on and let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's always, it's always fun talking baseball, especially this time of the year with some number call-ups going on. Um, working on a lot of things. Uh, I think I got my daily prospect updates going on that have, I started doing probably back in May. I've uh, been, been a big, I do, was do, just doing them on Twitter, you know, working, you know, old school with the uh, spreadsheet and tweeting out some pictures. But I moved that over to little mini articles, basically the same stuff I was already doing, just, you know, a little, little nicer looking. Um, so I got that every day over on Fantrax. I'm um, doing multiple, you know, prospects slash dynasty pieces every week. I got, um, my dynasty dugout piece that I do um, every Tuesday. I just went over a few overrated, overrated prospects. Um, I might do that again next week. Um, a couple more guys I want to get into, but I uh, got my, my minor league report um, that I used to, that I was doing over on Fantasy Pros, but now it's on Fantrax only. I kind of moved that over to Fantrax. That'll be out tomorrow. A lot, a lot of good information there. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm finishing up as we speak. And I've got a lot of prospects. Um, jam-packed article this time. You know, Dylan Cease, Chris Paddock, a little bit of Alonzo talk, Vidal Brujan, uh, Nolan Gorman. So a lot of good. Uh, keep keep an eye out for that. Um, then I'm just jump right into. You know, I'll be updating my first year player draft rankings um, that I, I put out back in God, was it mid June. Um, a lot of movement so far um, with players that are drafted. So I'm, I'm doing the updated rankings for you know, people that might have that haven't had their um, you know my you know first year player draft first year player draft draft that doesn't sound right, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, but yeah, if you haven't had that yet for your dynasty league, or um, I'm gonna be updating those pretty soon here, probably within the next three weeks. Um, then I'll be going right into my off season. Um, be just doing a lot of player profiles you know, team system reviews and previews for what to expect next year. Uh, I'm going to try to get up to the Arizona fall league and see if I can make that work. But if I do expect a ton of stuff from that, um, yeah, just keep plugging along. You know, it might be the off season might be coming up end of the season here, but um, never, never, never a dull day in the prospect world. So a lot of fun yep. stuff going on. It never ends. That's what I love about it. Yeah. Especially in prospects, you got fall league, you got like Dominican league, you got something going oh, on yeah. all times, all times for you guys. Uh, college well, baseball, it. 
whatever. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a great way to do it. And, you know, tell Tim, since you're full-time now, it's a business expense. You go to Arizona. <laughs> Um, I, I've, I've been trying. I've been trying. I, I was talking with Tim earlier, and I was like, hey, "Tim, when we when we get in the fan tracks jet, you know, <laughs> send, send me out there." He's he's coming next week, so I'll see. I'll see if that's actually coming to fruition here. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Well, I hope it works out for you. It, it, it looks like a blast. A lot of good guys out there and everything. And I was trying to make it out there this year. I don't think it's going to happen, but maybe plans will change. But it'd be absolutely awesome. But absolutely. Uh, Again, thanks for joining me, man. Everybody, this was Bench with Bubba, episode 117, talking uh, fantasy baseball, some prospects, waiver wire, the works with Eric Cross of Fantrack Sports. We'll catch you guys next time.